I need another uh, F Cinema Score movie to come out. Uh, like, yeah, I need some. Been, yeah, good to great, boring, boring. I need something that is going to absolutely alienate everybody that sees it. Which maybe to tan. Yeah, because <laughs> I like, yeah. think that a lot of people expecting something more horror-y are going to be upset, and then people expecting art house fair are going to be ups- upset. Everyone's going to be upset. Hopefully, that'd be fun. They're going to be like. Why the fuck they dance into Future Islands? <laughs> I don't even know this Future Islands song. Wait, what? Is that a there's reference? A, there's, a, there's a Future Islands song. A very long Spoiler alert. Set to Future Islands song. Stop. Uh, set to, <laughs> and it is not what you think. It's like, well, at first I was like, oh, I didn't know that Brian Ferry did another song with Todd Turia. I thought it was that. That's you know, for the real heads out there. Um, Sorry, I didn't realize I was guesting on a music podcast. Yeah, that's what always happens on SPM, though. It's part of (laughs) our shtick now. It's uh, Lighthouse. They dance the Lighthouse. By Future Islands. Uh-huh. It's off singles. No, they dance to uh, Hanging by a Moment by Lifehouse. (laughs) See that? That's cinema. (laughs) That I would be into. That would be a sorry. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, she's... (laughs) She's fucking the car and it's, I'm falling in love with you. And now came talk. Talk, talk. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. We're back. Hi. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Straight People Movies, yeah. everyone. It's a podcast where two gays get together. We watch a movie made for straight people and we ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Why? 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 We're out of bits. Yeah, We've I done know. 32 of I, these episodes I and was, I have no more bits. Left. I was thinking of trying to screech like the thing, but <laughs> I like, thought that might be like a five mouths. Much. Like, what? <laughs> But no, yeah. we can't do yeah, it. We can't do that. Just why? Just why? The why? We'll, we'll um, just leave it at why, and then just we'll why? Just move That's on it. We're now. done. We're done with the bit. We're, we're done. Um, normally it's just the two of us uh, talking and making out, but this week we have a special guest because we're doing a special thing that I'll explain later. But let's go ahead and introduce our special guest. You may recognize him from the episode of Amazing. Why did I say Amazing Race? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> You absolute sicko. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Waxahachie played so long last night. Um, she played like 30 songs. It's because all of her songs were a minute long, Dylan. <laughs> no, they're all long. <laughs> it was so good. You don't like the album, right? I don't like Waxahachie there, I said. That's so oh, fucking get weird. The fuck I don't get the fuck off of this podcast. Yeah. I'm the host yeah. now. No. Yeah. Sorry, no, I'm replacing yeah. with another. There's no. I got I got Taurus. She she fills no. that void for me. That, yeah, that wax. Look, fills for I got all. plenty of room in my heart for both. Oh, both okay. my both my girls. For more than one lesbian heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh wax the famous Kevin Morby dating lesbian oh, wax yeah. the Well, she's a lesbian like. <laughs> she's a lesbian. I mean, she's a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> you may recognize our special guest from our Uncut Gems episode. That's right, we're having someone come back for the first time. We have only, oh no, we had Nicole. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. Two of our, this, this two of our three great. guests have been named Kyle. <laughs> uh, and we have our favorite Kyle coming back. Sorry, Kyle Amato. 
uh, please give it up for Kyle Romero. Hello. Hello. Hello, my friends. Thank you for Hello, having me back. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. Sorry I was an hour late to the recording. <laughs> oh, you know, that's fine. Look, <laughs> me and Kirk show. are hanging out immediately after <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we're, we're on gay time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're on gay time. We're, we're on island time. <laughs> island things. Island things. Um, oh, yeah, you two are both keeping it Irie. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, I was looking, I, I was on the Primavera Sound subreddit today, and I didn't realize that Bad Gyal is from Spain. And I was like, is this allowed? I'm cutting all this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we had Kyle on today. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, he's not going to cut it. That's yeah, not you're not going to cut it. it. On. It's staying. Um, we're having Kyle on today to start off our, we don't have an official name for it. but we'll our come up with something cute. Yeah, like on spook. October 30th, we'll have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, right, on November 1st. <laughs> yeah, you're only doing four episodes, presumably, yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. you can't not have a name for it for 25% of the time. <laughs> uh, I will figure out something uh, at right before, at 5.59 a.m. on Wednesday. I'll yeah, it, will be, we, we should, it should be like a pun. We gotta, we'll find yeah. a pun. Yeah. Um, if we're only there were a way to think of it. <laughs> Straight, straight tober, straight tober. Sis, uh, can no. we use the word breeder somehow? <laughs> the breeds, a pun on the broods. <laughs> there you go. Um. Anyway, this is our Halloween spooktober spectacular, fantastic, extravaganza, extravaganza boots the house down, mama. Yes. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> we are doing um, four horror movies for Halloween, four incredibly straight horror movies, uh, one from each decade starting in the 1980s. Uh, and of course, we had to do, I mean... There was no choice we for had, No choice. Could there we have done none. a slash movie? Yes, but a lot of those are gay. Yeah, they're slashers, gay. Slashers Slash are, gay. I think, one of the gayest subgenres of horror. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like, it's, it's people being ashamed of sex, which... Very gay. <laughs> uh, it is brooding men who are sneaking into your house at dark. Mm-hmm. Often with mommy issues. <laughs> Often mm-hmm. with mommy issues, yes. Mm-hmm. And like spooky synth soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, it's so gay. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. You'd think that like these straight dudes enjoy watching girls get like stalked and chopped up. But I don't know if you've ever watched a slasher movie with a bunch of gay men before. And they like it even oh. more. It's oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, whenever I was on uh, Kyle's previous podcast, uh, We Are Definitely Afraid of the Dark, I brought one of the all-time ladies getting beat up movies inside. Mm. One of my faves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, famously destroyed the podcast three episodes in. It was all <laughs> recovery from that point forward. Yeah. Really. Uh, famed voice actress and horror movie podcaster Jen Brown yelled at me for making them watch Inside. <laughs> oh my God, that's iconic. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we're starting off with... John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, Woo! baby. 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 Oh, perfect baby. movie. A perfect movie. Baby. Perfect movie. Let's get our let's get our description out of the way, then let's just dive right on Yeah, let's right just on dive right, right into it. All right. So today we're discussing the 1982 film The Thing, directed by icon John Carpenter. Legend. And starring Kurt Russell, Wolford Brimley, Keith David, and a bunch of other men. Mm-hmm. A group of scientists in Antarctica face off against an alien creature that threatens the entire base, and Kurt Russell wears a truly insane hat. What is that Currently, hat? Yeah, that hat. <laughs> I was I, I was wondering when I was watching it this time, I was like, is there like a purpose for this hat when you're piloting <laughs> a helicopter? 
It Remember is, in uh, in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, where the governor puts on the cowboy hat sideways and it turns and it puts on right way. No, but I believe that that <laughs> would exist in that film for sure. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I was gonna say, I thought Dylan, I thought you were gonna reference the thing that you often reference, which is the hat gag in Scary Movie Three. Oh my god. Where every One time they come back to the oh, sheriff, the hat gets bigger and bigger. We talked about that on the show. We talked about on on the uh, Unbreakable episodes. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, so good. One of the funniest moments in film <laughs> of all time. It really is good. It's so, so good. And I just watched Signs recently when we did that episode too, and I was like, I mean, it was a good gag because her hat is really, really big in Signs for like no reason. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so The Thing, The Thing. Yeah, what, the do we, thing. what do we what do we think? What do we think? Perfect movie. Yeah, yeah I think it's episode's movie. over. My name is Dylan Garcia. <laughs> the episode's <laughs> over. No, really, the episode's over because I think, is this the first, I think this is my first five-star movie for SPM. Wow. Yeah, that we've done. Yeah. No, Wolf of Wall Street was five stars. Wolf of Wall Street. But this is my uh, second. Okay, sis. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm very. Yeah, very I mean, cool. obviously it's a five-star movie. I mean, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yes. It's incredible. Correct. There's literally I nothing love, wrong with that. I love reading the Wikipedia page, and they're like, everyone fucking hated it when it came out. They I said know, it was trash. I thought that was yes. so shocking. Insane. Yeah, what? I can't imagine, like, it had to have been some kind of, like, expectations versus delivery. Like, it had to be some marketing mm-hmm. thing yeah. where people thought it was going to be something else. Or I, I've actually d- never seen any of the original, like, trailers or anything, so mm-hmm. I, I would be interested to see, like, how they sold it, you know? Mm-hmm. So interesting, because it says in the wiki that it was... they that he believes John Carpenter believes that it was the nihilist themes. And I'm like, God, I'm like, are we all just so much more desensitized these days? Like, have we just grown up with a lot more fucked up mainstream movies that like, I I mean, I love this film, but you know, it's not any darker than like, I don't know anything else. Yeah. Well, as someone born in 1990, I have the uh, authority to talk about this, but like, (laughs) Wasn't the seventies all just like the seventies was all nihilistic and real dark yeah. and everything was just yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not dark and nihilistic. I mean, and not mm-hmm. even like grindhouse stuff in the seventies, like mainstream big movies in the seventies. Your parallax views, is yeah, your blowouts, yeah. even conspiracies, and yeah, Halloween yeah. was pretty dark. You know, it ends with him getting away. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Johnny's right on that one. Yeah, yeah and so, so like this came out the same week as ET. That seems to be what Carpenter thinks is the issue. Now, that yeah. na- stri- compared to E.T., I could see a case where the American public was like, wait, <laughs> we we want we want more of the weird little Reese's Pieces guy. You know? and it's so man who looks like a ball eating <laughs> Reese's Pieces. It's so interesting to me because it also said that like maybe the recession and just what was going on culturally affected people not wanting to watch such a dark film. But then mm-hmm. meanwhile, we're in the middle of a pandemic for a year and a half and people are like <laughs> into like Squid Game and like things like yeah. that, you know? So it's just interesting yeah. to me like how different we are. <laughs> uh, we're full that that uh <laughs> that scene of Canada's drag race where Jimbo is just smearing red lipstick on her face. That's us. Yeah. Everyone is that or for more audiences <laughs> that scene in Wild at Heart where Diane oh. Ladd is smearing lipstick. Yeah. You know iconic. That's iconic. That's all of it. We're just smearing lipstick on our face to yeah. get over it. Society is the face and mm-hmm. uh Content is the lipstick. <laughs> Sicko content is the lipstick. And you can't get it off. Can't yeah. get it off. It's on there forever. And the yeah. newest piece of lipstick to drop today is of this recording. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't. <laughs> Sorry even... to bring it up. Oh, it's God. all right. I, I never saw the first one. Would I like There's it? There's a first one? It's, yeah. It is a, it is <laughs> yes. a, it is a mainstream movie where 
Tom Hardy basically like talks like a Muppet for the entire time. And it, it I, I'm so happy it exists. It's so insane. It's, I love, the, I love the Venom okay. movies. I mean, there's only wow. been one that I've seen, but they are really weird. God, it's so much more refreshing to watch like a weirdo comic book movie. That's not like filmed in an Atlanta airport. That's, you know? that's not Shang-Chi. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't have Marvel's Katie in it. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of things that make me want to throw up when I look at it, like the trailer for Venom or Let There Be Carnage, uh, this movie is fucking gross as hell. Yeah. It's so upsetting to look at. I know I mean. it's a cliche, but the practical effects in this movie, I, I mean, know. it just, it's crazy what you could accomplish with that mm-hmm. and how much further it goes. Even with it looking a little, like, we're able to suspend the disbelief right like we know yeah, that like when know the weird head is walking around like the oh, legs aren't so moving bad. like a weird crab legged <laughs> head would but but you buy into it you know it just yeah. it looks tactile people are putting their yes. hands on it and getting icky it makes me so sad that cgi is taken over as the main form of special effects because it mm-hmm. makes me think like what are the, who are the younger like people in the industry that are like you know practical effects like is it truly gone forever because i truly I mean, think it looks better and it ages better yeah week you know? two talk about malignant malignant hive yeah i think that's Ugh. what makes it so good because it's like you can tell that it's just somebody walking backwards with a mask on <laughs> yeah. and a wig <laughs> it <laughs> looks like cooler. so much cooler looks, yeah i like it i i yeah. truly don't get it and especially because so many film fans love practical effects like we're we sound very straight people movie right yes. now because yeah straight people Lower love case. being like oh practical effects but then it's like then you're gonna all see these like fucking cgi fucking marvel movies i don't understand yeah I mean, yeah that's what the end of shang chi and the legend of the ten rings gotta say the whole thing uh <laughs> end of that is just basically just cgi nonsense the end of wandavision cgi nonsense yeah it's I like most of wandavision except for never turned into fucking video games yeah it's all pretty interesting until people are standing you know 10 feet away from each other like just waving their hands around mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I then agree. somebody you know photoshops and lasers and it's like okay you know i get like this is how it goes but but i mean even putting aside like marvel movies it's just like in everything i mean my big thing is like uh like gunshots or you know squibs or whatever Mm -hmm. like people cgi even just like simple gunshots now and it's like i get it's cheaper it's better for shooting because you don't have to reset and re-wardrobe every time like Mm -hmm. there's so many logistical reasons why you would want to do it with cgi but god the effect is it's just so much less effective when you don't see the actual squib go off you know Mm -hmm. yeah i completely agree and i think most people that like movies agree that's the thing yeah it's a common sentiment and yet i think because of the you know for budget reasons and all the other logistical reasons like it just wins out like yeah Mm -hmm. sorry we're not gonna spend an extra whatever amount of money on you know, 10 of the same shirt so that we can shoot this yeah. thing however many times, you know? But also the yeah. thing is you can be creative with CGI. It's like when you think of, like, early CGI movies, like The Fifth Element having a lot of, like, really, well, now bad CGI. Mm-hmm. At least it was creative, and uh, it, it, it aged well in that sense. Or, like, think about, like, uh, who's that guy that does, like, Bjork's music videos? And um, Andrew... Michelle Gondry. No, oh, no, uh... Andrew Thomas Wong. Oh, I'm seeing a different guy. 
FK Twigs. He did FK Twigs' cellophane video too. Oh, yeah. oh, such a good video. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like there's – you can make something really beautiful out of any art form, right? And I just – maybe my issue with CGI is more like if it was just a little bit more creative looking. Yes. Yeah. You know? I feel like uh, Spike Jones too is a, ha, is really good about using CGIs in ways that like enhance or like little in-camera tricks and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are definitely ways to do it that feel – way better but the thing i should point out does have some cgi in it uh the 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 sequence where they simulate the virus on the like uh, mac lisa oh my god that part is so good it's It's incredible it's like for brimley just like punching keys into it yeah (laughs) amazing reminded me of pulse love that oh it's so great Yeah, uh, we're kind of going back. It was zooming out a little bit. Like, what's y'all's uh, take on John Carpenter? How do y'all fuck with John Carpenter? I mean, he's John Carpenter. Certainly right? has to be my favorite director. Like, I, I mean, of all time. Ju- just yeah, I mean, just in terms yeah. of pure volume of like movies that have given me the most joy. Mm-hmm. Like every time I watch the thing, it's thrilling. It's fun. And that's just one of his movies. Like Halloween, I watch every year pretty much. Like it's amazing. Escape um, from New York. Escape from Big New Trouble York. Big Trouble in Little China. Um, Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Now that's the one. Ext- yeah, Prince of Darkness, I think, is my favorite of his movies, and it's so underrated. Which is so like underrated. now, now a common take to say that Prince of Darkness is underrated, but. It really is like it's such a fun and it's the exact combo of like everything I'm looking for in a horror movie. This like Lovecraft shit with like goofy effects and like big over the top performance from Donald Pleasance and other people. But anyway, sidetracked like I've never seen it, but the Wikipedia page, it's like every word is a thousand pictures. The film follows a group of quantum physics students. Yes. In L.A. No. uh, Who are asked to assist a Catholic priest. Yes. In investigating an ancient cylinder of liquid. Yes. Discovered (laughs) in a monastery, which they come to find a sentient liquid embodiment of Satan, mama. Yes. It's so good, Dylan. It's aesthetic. (laughs) Like to me, it mixes like 80s technology aesthetics with like this very like Catholic imagery. It's super bizarre. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. If you if you haven't seen it, you you gotta check it out. It's so great. Well, speaking of nuns, real quick, I just wanna I just y'all need to see Benedetta. Whenever it comes out, please see Benedetta because I need to I need to talk to y'all about Benedetta. Yeah, you you don't have to sell me on the Paul Verhoeven lesbian nun movie. I think I'm gonna check him. I think I'm gonna check it out. I love I was watching it and I was like, Black Narcissus right here. It's the sequel. Oh my Black god! Narcissus. You did not just compare yes, it to ma'am. Black Narcissus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Is you want an insane monastery movie or or whatever? An abbess? No, an abbess is a role. Whatever. Insane nun movie. <laughs> we got it. Nunnery. Oh, I love that. Don't they just nunnery. call it a nunnery? A nunnery. Yeah. Get the Sh- Charlie Rampling says she she does a lot. Uh, but John Carpenter, he's awesome. Uh, his music, I love his music. His music's amazing. Even his Seen like, him live. Non- uh, I saw him at Day for Night Fest. Oh, jealous. Well, so he was playing during Aphex Twin, and like that show is very legendary because it dropped like 30 degrees in like five minutes. And so they're like pouring down rain halfway through. And so I ran inside and caught the rest of John Carpenter. And he was just playing the music with like the scenes from the movies that he was playing from behind him. It was so cool. That's just so like cool. Him hanging out with his son, you know. Yeah, that that's what's great about him is like he is also just such 
a a dude. Like he's just yeah. a guy that likes to hang out and play Xbox. Like <laughs> I remember I saw some clip of him talking about like David Cronenberg snubbing him at a party or something and talking about how you know, his movie is about this and like diving into the deep meanings of whatever Cronenberg's latest movie was at that point. And, and John Carpenter just like smoking a cigarette being like, I want to get the fuck out of here and go play Soul Calibur three. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, Who do you think his Soul Calibur main is? I love him. I have... Who do you think his main is? I'm thinking Ivy. Yeah. I'm thinking he just has the big booby lady with the sword whip. <laughs> Yeah, Carpenter loves the uh Carpenter's definitely a weeboo. Oh yeah. He definitely has the dead or alive beach volleyball game. <laughs> and he like would show his son like, Hey, you gotta see this. You gotta check this out. Look at these broads on this game. I don't know why I'm smear John Carpenter would not be sexist he's a, like this. He's a very, no, he would. He's, he's a progressive a nice guy. Well <laughs> uh how do y'all think this stands in the um, in the larger oeuvre of eighties horror films? Like, I I feel what, like it sticks do you think it defined, out. Do you think this is the defining eighties horror movie? I don't know if it's the defining no. one, but it sticks out. Mm-hmm. I think amongst yeah, it, all of them, it breaks the pattern of eighties horror. You know, when I think eighties yeah. horror, I think mostly of slashers. Yeah, I think that was probably the dominant thing of the era 70s much more like paranormal stuff happening there probably possession movies were were bigger in the 70s because of the exorcist but 80s you know definitely more slasher heavy and so i don't i think that the thing definitely stands apart like Mm -hmm. i'm always like have to like remind myself that it came out in the 80s you know it's like it doesn't when i'm listing 80s movies i'll go like nightmare on elm street you know right whatever yeah exactly i feel like the other big special effects heavy horror fave from this decade is uh an american werewolf in london Mm. yeah and they're such completely different movies in every single way but if we had to pick practical effects between the two movies who would win that's really tough. That's yeah. so tough. Because that transformation scene in American Werewolf in London is perfect. Yeah. It's like I think you, plus. I think you got to give it to the thing just based on pure, like, creativity of, like, creating these monsters kind of from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like, Werewolf has an existing template, you know? Yeah. They, it's they in the dark universe. <laughs> <laughs> But when you just hand somebody a script, it's like there's an alien. You know, it's like, okay, you know, they have to fit all these crazy looks for it. And there's so many different, so many, so many versatile looks from the uh, the thing alien. So the looks with a W. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the thing ball, mama. <laughs> Category is John Carpenter's the thing. <laughs> the realness. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, that's not to take anything away from American Werewolf in London, another one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think for effects, you got to give it up for the thing. Yeah, that's got to take the, take yeah, the baton. It, it, it really, it really does. I think that I could easily say that the thing is the best horror film of the eighties. Is that, yeah. is that a crazy thing to say? It's, I know it's like canonically the best decade for horror. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a bold thing to say, but I I don't think I don't know anybody that would 
fight you on it. Who's like going to step to me on that one? I mean, I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, that's probably my... Like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Evil Dead, like, are probably my two and three. Mm, Yeah. No, The Shining. Oh, I forgot The Shining exists. Never mind. The Shining. The Shining wins. But The Shining, like, is barely an 80s movie. Right. It's 1980. It feels like a 70s movie. Yeah, Yeah. I think that, like... I think you have to give it to The Shining on a technicality. But if we rule out The Shining, I think, yeah, easily it's the thing. Um, because well, also the shine doesn't really feel like genre to me. I know he really he really did that. That is what. Yeah, he did, he did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's its own thing, not the thing. But <laughs> not yeah, the thing. No. But I think um, Evil Dead, like you could make a case to just in terms of pure influence. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the thing is obviously I think a better movie than the original Evil Dead. Uh, but as far as the movie that, you know, Evil Dead is the Velvet Underground of horror movies. It really is the Velvet Underground of horror. (laughs) I mean, it made a, no one liked it, no one saw it, but the people who did see it started a band. It's really (laughs) interesting to me that I feel like all movies for like the past couple decades are like trying to chase like the Evil Dead's like vibe, right? But I feel Mm -hmm. like newer films, like if you want to call them like the A24 horror films, these new like art house ones, I feel like they're all trying to be like old 60s horror movies, like The Innocence or Repulsion or something. It's so interesting. Well, they're like moral plays. Yeah, I feel like they, we like, horror fans kind of like are at least ones in our age and older, I feel like are a little iffier about older horror films. I love them. I love like old, like 50s and 60s mm-hmm. horror, but I feel like we're just now getting into an era where those films are starting to get a little more attention again because of things like hereditary and, and whatnot. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting when the like TikTok hereditary fans discover the innocence. Oh god! Right, like what a one perfect of, movie. I mean, it's incredible. It's so yeah. you're gonna say when TikTok fans discover hereditary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just saw this movie, 2017's Hereditary, and you would not believe what happened. No, we're gonna see like a TikTok of somebody being like, "Wow, to be a teenager in 2018 to be able to see Hereditary in the theater." Oh, yeah, and you're gonna be like. Ah. Uh, me and Kyle and the sketch group Pendulum went and saw Hereditary in theaters, and beforehand we went and did karaoke. But me and Kyle were the first people there, and so I sang the 1975 to Kyle by myself. Yeah, that's a really beautiful it was, moment. It was very beautiful. I sang Robbers. It was beautiful. That was the moment where I was like, "Why the fuck does Dylan like the 1975 so much? I don't get it." <laughs> I it ask myself that question every day. It doesn't but, add up, you know. I love the 1975 so much. We know. I almost spent. $50 on a Sam Hunt album today. You're deranged. It's so good. I barely can spend a $50 on like a Radiohead album. They're my favorite band. <laughs> I did I did buy the 4LP Red reissue, the Red Taylor's version. Girl. Today. I thought you were going to say that you bought that Amnesiac Kid A compilation vinyl. I'll be getting that because I don't have it. I already have Amnesiac on vinyl, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You're, go. you're gonna get a you're... VR headset to do the kid, kid Amnesiac. Yeah, to what? Like you to like it, to walk through web pages. <laughs> yeah, no. basically <laughs> to walk through 9/11. No, walk through a CD-ROM. No, I'm, Tom, I love you, but no, absolutely no, not. I'll watch a YouTube video of someone doing it. <laughs> well, speaking of dudes rocking, um, 
we gotta go back into why straight people love this movie because it's the ultimate dudes rock movie. Yeah. It really is. Oh yeah. I mean, dudes rock. Yeah. But also, the dudes don't rock. They're flawed. <laughs> They're very, very. Flawed. I for one think that, the dudes that don't is rock. that is why it's such a great dudes rock movie. Is that the dudes are rocking? But they're flawed. They're real dudes, you know. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. actual dudes. Flop. They're flopping, really. <laughs> dudes flop. <laughs> it's dudes in their flop era. <laughs> uh, yeah, I That's mean, I, when you when you open with Kurt Russell's character like drinking scotch and playing computer chess, like, <laughs> oh my god! On Wikipedia, I saw that some director or somebody like famous within the community said that he hated the movie, and he said it was just one long uh, scotch whiskey commercial. Oh fuck like, off! Oh my god! Like, I, I thought honestly, it was does that make you want to watch or like buy a scotch? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it made me want to. <laughs> no, you can you imagine dealing with what they were dealing with drunk, girl? Oh, I'd be yeah, so, it'd been more fun I'd be sober. Bitch. <laughs> it would that maybe would have been twenty minutes. And this is the dude's rock kind of mentality I'm talking about here. See, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that looks fun. I'm over here like I would go slit my wrist like that Norwegian did. Okay. Oh, he had the right idea, <laughs> and then just like he he like carved into his neck too. It wasn't like it was Girl, like, like Pez dispenser he made mama. extra was... sure mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, Respect. I like so this reminded me. I was I just watched. It's not that great, but I watched the Guar documentary. Um, that was a Friday night uh, special at Fantastic Fest. Please tweet about me. And they, what I like about it a lot is that it's it's presented guar as like this job that like weirdo blue collar dudes had mm. and like i love this and the thing and then also i guess like an alien and aliens where it's just like science is also like it's not a bunch of just like intellectuals it's yeah. a bunch of just like dudes who know how to operate machinery yeah it's not prometheus ridley yeah, Scott. Not, yeah. Idiot. they're not oh, all like slick on. college grads like yeah. it's literally wilford brimley just punching keys on a computer <laughs> i know like, i love that it he's the scientist yeah. or, like he's the one that they turn to you know i think we've discussed yeah. this before on the pod but i do really miss like how in the 70s and 80s there was a lot more movies about working class and blue collar yes. workers like i feel like they were like the heroes then you know yes. in in movie in genre movies and now yes it's like I think rich people I, we, always. We yeah. talked about it in in the in me and Kyle's previous podcast, Every Act Ever, on our Jennifer Lopez episode. We talked about one of my favorite recent movies, Second Act, uh, which is one of our most like working class actually rules movies. I highly suggest it. It has nothing to do with the thing. <laughs> if you want a movie like a modern like take on like the working class or actually smarter than the ruling class sort of movie, right? I highly suggest it. Great I love it. I, it. You know what? A great working class movie that came out in the last few years was that Support the Girls film. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. The, the Andrew Bujalski movie. I didn't Who was my it, professor at UT, too. by the way, for directing uh, uh, workshops. And so he did cool. not like me very much. I don't think. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he liked the quiet, introverted, nerdy street boys more than me, I think. Mm. But he was a nice guy. Nice. If you listen to Andrew, loved the Where, Wherever would he find somebody like that in a, in a film class? I know, <laughs> right? He had to really search. Yeah. Um, but if you but, were to make the thing today, like, the hero of the thing would not be, like, the helicopter pilot. It would no, be... No. Like some the social media intern. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made a newer movie. They made a newer yeah. movie that yeah, I need to know happened. Minutes of it, which is it ha- actually, I need to see it. Well, I don't need to see it, but I would like to see it because it is like a secret prequel 
yeah. to to the the this the thing. The, like they advertised that they were like they couldn't make it clear. They're like, is this a remake? Is this a reboot? Like, what are we doing? And they didn't advertise the fact that like the movie ends with literally the beginning of John Carpenter's cool. the thing is the end of that movie. It's like yeah, like, shooting dogs. Yeah, literally they they recreate the helicopter chasing the dog scene in the movie. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really it's cool. Great. But I heard it's bad though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not, great. it's not good. It's not good. That's so yeah. sad. And it's got our favorite Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. Oh, yeah. Queen, love that, love her. Um, in that movie? I'm very curious. It was, it, it's like, well, the thing that gives it away in case people were like, you know, you know, before the movie came out, it's like, just look at the cast. It's all Norwegian people. So it's like, oh. right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a prequel, you know? Um, <laughs> Joel Edgerton is in Joel it. Joel Edgerton's in it? Yeah, yeah. I will never uh, forgive him for Boy Erased. So. Oh, I never saw Boy Erased. <laughs> and our uh, greatest uh, comedic actor of the early 2000s, Eric Christian Olsen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Remember him? He oh was the he God. played he played young Jim Carrey in the oh Dumb and Dumber prequel. God. Oh my God! Dude, he what a legend! Good in this Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay, what a mama. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we love dudes. Dudes rocking. We love blue collar. I love it. I think it's I love it, and I love yeah. that they're flawed, and I love that they're very bad at, at, at it the whole time. Can we talk mm-hmm. about though that like? I don't know if it's my gay brain, but like, God, was this movie hard to follow in terms of like character. They're like saying all these last names. I'm like, who is that? I don't know who Fuchs is, bro. (laughs) I had to stop the movie and look on the thing wiki. (laughs) And it made me realize for the first time ever, because I've seen this movie several times. It made me realize that this movie is kind of a puzzle movie. I never really thought of it as a puzzle movie, but Mm -hmm. it is because there's so many different um, like variations on how people got infected when and where and like in the narrative of the movie. And you don't really know like for sure, like for any of them, unless you saw it on screen. Um, And I thought that was really cool. And you know, dudes love puzzles. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's why they like a chart, even though it's made by an abusive asshole, you know? And I want to do primer so bad. I know we can't do it. I know we can't, but I want to do it so Because bad. all we can do is be like, Shane Caruth sucks. Or we'll we'll be like, Shane Caruth sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but also <laughs> primer is good. And so is that Have you seen the, good. like the infographic that some Redditor made of like breaking down all the primer timelines? Oh, oh the God. XKCD yeah, comment. It's like a massive, I've like, seen a chart. it just I've seen a chart. <laughs> But I yeah, it was that. cool. I like never thought because I think before I was just so invested in the special effects that I never really paid attention to the fact that like, oh, this movie's on purposely kind of convoluted and confusing because you're supposed to be kind of like, who's the thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I never really thought of it that much because I was like, they're all gonna die, obviously. And uh, yeah. what a bleak ending! I love oh, the ending of this. The oh, the ending is great. So what good. a fantastic. Did you know they talk about the ending? The to studio what? No. to like Kurt Russell being saved and they test his blood and he's fine. Right, yeah. I believe no. that they would want that, but I'm so glad that they did not get their I wish know. on that because it's a perfect ending. I mean, talk it's about great. a dude's rock ending, right? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. Just sitting and they down were always kind of at the... odds, him and Keith David's character, you know? Yeah. So it, felt, it felt good to be... And I feel like that's the straight boy thing, right? It's like very, like, they were at odds, but there's, like, a respect at the end. Yeah, you know? they were the two yeah. most reasonable guys. Yeah. I don't like it, but God damn it, do God I God damn it, I you. respect God, you. God, that Absolutely. is like, like, I think that is at the core of every straight man's mind. Yes. 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 Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Like, it's like, Heat, Heat the movie is a three-hour oh, movie that is yeah. just that. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally. Perfect, and we love yeah, it. Yeah, and it's an amazing film. I love it. <laughs> oh, another thing why straight people love this movie, because there's only men in it. They don't have to deal That's with yeah. fucking women screwing it all Rods. up. Yeah, literally not a single woman in sight. Or maybe nope. even mentioned in this movie. No. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing, uh, no, honestly, the, in a weird uh, way. The computer chess has a lady name. Oh. Right? He calls her a bitch. Well, yeah. he, he, he did what he did, though. Mm-hmm. Is, can that, so, can be, that can be considered violence against women. I know that we have. A lot I was about of to say, is this, I think it's back. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Um, but also, it is very progressive to make a computer a woman. Yeah, right. Is it? Women can be computers too. Kyle, I feel like we about? went through a whole thing recently where we were like, it's very problematic that all women computer oh, yeah. voices, all computer voices are women because it's like training people that servants women are, are women. Subservient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but my series a British man. Mm. <laughs> so. My series a very nice lady. We're good friends. That was always when Siri first dropped, and there were the people that like <coughs> very demonstrably used the like Australian or British Siri. It was like, <gasps> okay, we get it. <laughs> you're, it's like a butler. You're continental. Okay, what? A, like, yeah, <laughs> I watch films, not films. <laughs> Okay, speaking of the still, okay, Facebook is a nightmare and I'm finally getting my money from them. But the coolest thing that's ever happened to me technology wise is whenever I went to Italy and I had my, I opened up my Facebook and the globe in the corner changed to Europe and Africa. Whoa. I was like, holy fucking shit, I live in the future. That's cute. Great reminder that that Facebook knows exactly where you are. It knows exactly where you are. (laughs) And I deleted that bitch. I get my money on the 14th. Can't wait to buy headphones. Um, I can't decide if this is gay or straight, but do you think it's kind of odd that there's no homoeroticism in this movie at all? Like none. I know they never kiss. Not even a, not even a kiss. Yeah, not there's even. no, there's Nothing. no kind of no. hint that it's there's too cold. Going it's like asexual, on. if anything. It was yeah, too cold for shirts very, off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can't. It's like it's and like, if you do over the clothes stuff, what are you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard Nothing. and rough and calloused. Is that a boner? Is that your arm? I can't tell. The gayest this movie gets is the guy whose only job is to take care of the dogs. Oh, well, he was the hottest one, I thought. So the bear, yeah, yeah. I guess they're all, you know, but like he, yeah, little chunky guy. No close-up shot of his hands, which I thought was very (laughs) disappointing. Oh, oh yeah, loved him. He's so sexy. Kurt Russell can just. Do some stuff. See, I don't know why, but I just not attracted to Kurt Russell. I don't know. It's why. because he has little bitty button eyes like Coraline. Maybe <laughs> I like I like more protruding features. If you get what I'm saying. Gotcha. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. he has the big like beard that takes over your face. The yeah. like James Mercy, James Mercy, James Murphy beard that's like under your eyes. Yeah, he's kind of like a muppet. It's like face <laughs> very thin. Could you imagine if your beard went up that high, like right below your eyes, and like you had to put like sharp blades next to it every day? Yeah, why? I'm lucky that mine goes um, nowhere. <laughs> well, our generation doesn't have beards like that because all of our testosterone levels are low. Speaking of body hair, is there anything gay about this movie? I think it's so, like in the beginning, whenever they take the big giant like corpse thing from the Norwegian campsite. And it's like a one shot that goes like across the body, but somebody is standing in front of it, and all you see is their butt, and it's like in focus for a really long time. <laughs> I think that's pretty gay. That was really gay. John gave us a <laughs> little skin. It might have been a corpse, but mm-hmm. hey, we'll take it. Honestly, mutating is gay. <laughs> I feel like it's so interesting to me because I was thinking about like 
I mean, we're getting to our gay wrecks, but I feel like it's so funny how this movie is about inhabiting other people's bodies. And for some reason, my brain goes, that's so gay. But I feel like all the inhabiting people body movies are all very straight. Like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, straight. Mm-hmm. Both versions. Mm-hmm. Actually, the version with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig is gay. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, but I don't think that's Nicole a Kidman's body snatchers. But it's called Nicole Kidman's Invasion. Yeah. Um, yeah it's... And... Well, what about Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Oh well, yeah, yeah, but like that's... that's like a little, uh, that's a little iffy. I wouldn't fully. Also, call what about it... Malignant? <laughs> okay, Malignant's gay as hell. Malignant's yeah, gay. Malignant's well, I gay. guess what it is is the thing has all the things to be gay. It's all men. They're all hot for the most part, except for like the whatever the one that gets like Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Hey, come and, on now. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just being hey. honest here, and I don't know. It's just like inhabiting bodies. I'm surprised there was no homoerotic shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's no like you get normally close to when you man to normally when you get you know? into body horror, there's a lot of like penetration involved, it's right? There, mm-hmm. You you there you're penetrated in some way is how the thing no not the thing but like whatever lowercase yeah lowercase the thing gets into your body but this one it's like kind of that but not really it just kind of envelops you right like it's yeah see enveloping um, that seems that that's like that's like that's straight Right. I mean, like enveloping a, it cuddles it's like a you. <laughs> yeah, as it, it's oh, very yeah. it's very sapphic. Yes, it's very sapphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the little <laughs> tentacle things are, you know, they're a little phallic. That's you know, that's yeah, but they flop around too much and too quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of yeah, they're like wild. They're not like on a mission, you know. Yeah. They just sort of all like go out. They're and... kind of like little spermies, though, when you think about it. That's okay. True. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Is this the gayest not gay movie ever? Maybe. Or is it the not gayest gayest movie? Ever? It's like the it's like the the negative image of a gay movie. Yeah, so weird. Carpenter, she knows what you she motherfucker. did. Motherfucker, I see yeah. what you're doing, dude. I'm what trying to think of like gay themes in Carpenter's work, and None. I can't really think of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he's, he's really he's... not concerned with us that much, is he? Yeah. Well, hmm. if you think about like interesting. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is a stretch. <laughs> oh. Um, it was rat. <laughs> but um, so they live. Is that about like using fancy eyewear to see subversion? <laughs> that is so that's about like so. That's like camp. Oh yeah, but now that's actually like I see the truth in advertising. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is like. I mean, I love they live. I live for it. But it is very strange. Is the incredible Christine? That's Christine. true. Christine, Christine is pretty Christine. gay. Yeah, yeah. But he was like low-key forced to make that movie, he said in an interview. Yeah, it's like interesting because that's like his least appreciated, one of his least appreciated movies. Right. Right? Like it's it's lesser Carpenter, even though it's fun. Mm. But um, is the is the extended, is the like insanely long fight sequence between Keith David and Roddy Piper in, the, in They Live gay? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes. yeah, that's fucking gay. I like that's like one of the standout parts for me of that movie. Great. Yeah, it's insane. It it's goes so on stupid. so long. It's I love nuts. It. Yeah, it's amazing. Although, isn't that what inspired the Peter Griffin and giant chicken fight in Family oh, Guy? Yeah, so maybe Probably. it is straight. Sorry, it's straight. Yeah, it's like, we get it, Seth MacFarlane. You've seen movies. <laughs> we get it. We get it. What else is gay about this movie? Um. Well, I think the fact that there's a lot of paranoia in it is gay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, paranoia is one of our gayest emotions. I feel like paranoia is a gay emotion. Oh, I mean, here, 
we're allowed to make this joke, but whenever, like, in your early 20s, every time you would, like, have sex with someone, then, like, two weeks later, you're like, <coughs> you're like, that's it. That's it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. It's over. It's over, mama. Yeah. Tell my family I love them. We're so paranoid, uh, bitch. I'm, oh, yeah. Everywhere I go. Well, it's not as bad now that I'm older and I've been living in a liberal city, but, like, when I was younger, though, like, you'd be, like, looking around your shoulder. Like, oh, do these yeah. people know that I'm gay because I, like, I don't know. Lingered in the underwear section like and Slater far too long. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. It's very oh bad. well, in high school you're very paranoid. I was like, do people know? People yeah. know, don't they? People and the, know, and you know what? The, and you know what? It, they do know. They know. They know. <laughs> and, they, and they're the thing all is, talking about it. And that's the thing. If you're 16 and listen to podcasts <laughs> and you're wondering, do gay people, do straight people know I'm gay? Yes, they do. Yes, they are talking about it, and it's not as big as deal as you think it is. Yeah, they, they don't they actually, actually care that much. And if you came out, they'd probably stop gossiping about you less because then it's not funny. Yeah, they anymore. would yeah, not. It's not interesting to them anymore yeah. because you're yeah. taking ownership. They're like, ew, he sucks dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but Zoomers are weird. They're 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 cool with that shit now. Yeah, it is a very different time, I feel like. It would make you actually a lot cooler, you know? Right. Depending on what high school you go to, I guess. True. But alas... (laughs) I don't think if you're in, like, Tuscaloosa uh, (laughs) High. But alas, paranoia is still a gay quality, in my opinion. Gay quality, And so many of the great paranoia horror films are very gay movies. Mm -hmm. Like Repulsion, you know? Repulsion, Mm -hmm. sure, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. All I was thinking is like the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> okay, Meryl so I guess, I guess like I guess paranoia can be straight. It's just like very. I think the way you make it straight is what how the thing did it, which is just like make old like white dudes or dudes with beards be paranoid. Then it's straight. Mm. Well, it's I just also our... just devoid of any sexual tension too. Like mm. there's paranoia movies. Like, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but like Clute. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen Clute, but it's in that like Alan J. Pacula like paranoia movies, and like that movie is just nothing but sexual tension. But mm-hmm. the thing has no sexual tension, so there's no real yeah. like. Imagine if the thing had sexual tension. Wouldn't that be like a fucking <laughs> ten star movie? Honestly, we should. <laughs> someone should make that movie. Like if, if the thing if, was horny. If if somebody if Blumhouse came to me and was like, "We want to reboot the thing. We got the rights to the thing. What's your angle on it?" I'd be like, "It's gay now. It's gay. Yeah. They're gay. It's horny. Like They're the all gay. Way that like, they can become like you know infiltrated by the thing is by being too close to another dude. Mm-hmm. Is isn't it? I mean, maybe I'm out of line here. I don't know, but like, there is certainly a reading of the thing as like an AIDS allegory, right? Like, I think it's too early, but it's yeah, too early. But I, I mean, I think it's really hard to not any sort of like virus esque movie. Yeah, it's really I mean, hard to not put like AIDS. An al- if the thing came out in '87, it would be in Criterion. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely. Oh, I think definitely like it would not. Yeah, you couldn't make the case like it was intentional or, or textual or yeah. anything, but like, I think certainly on a, on a revisit, you know, cause it's like, it's, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's a whole, the fa- most famous sequence in the movie is the blood testing, right? Oh, like God, mm-hmm. the blood test scene is literally God tier. Impeccable. Incredible. Impeccable. Yeah. A- absolutely well, it's unbelievable. Like, it's like, I remember, so like, uh, like in 2017 like or whenever, whenever one of my favorite albums of all time was this album called double negative by low. And it came out, like kind of after the Trump era started and people were like, 
this album defines the Trump era. And I was like, Mom, this was recorded in 2015. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> to tell you. Like, you're putting this on there. Like, but you don't, but don't things. you think that something can can be definitive as a record yeah. of something, even if it was not intended that way, right? Well, like, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Like, when you think of, like, the post-9-11 movies, like, that didn't have 9-11 in mind, like Donnie Darko. Right. Um, it's like people still like put that on the movie because there's just so many parallels that you can't help mm-hmm. it. And I yeah. think, yeah, I Yankee think Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by that. Wilco is on that was recorded in like 2000. People think it's very 911 y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But back on remaking the thing, but gay, I'd make the thing Jennifer Tilly. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jennifer Tilly, if, no, if, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't seen Bound, it's literally a perfect movie and you should watch it. I love the Wachowskis, and I have not seen Bound. You've got to watch Bound. You would think. You've got to watch Bound. Did, did so y'all good. see the picture going around Twitter like a couple weeks ago of Joe Pantoliano and Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly in a hot tub all smoking cigars? <sighs> no. Is it, is it a new picture or is it from Bound era? It's from the shooting of Bound, oh. and they're nude in a hot tub smoking cigars. It's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Everyone watch this fucking watch bound. Watch it. Watch bound. It's my gay wreck, even though it has nothing to do with the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of, let's pivot into it. Let's uh, get to our gay recommendation segment. That's uh, where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than the movie that we watched today. Uh, I have two. One that I just remembered, and then one that I actually put in originally. I'll do the first one that I put originally, because it's right on the edge of is this movie gay or do I just like it? Uh, but I was like, hey, what's another movie? that is all takes place in one space and everyone kind of going crazy. And then it has a super bleak ending and hold tight. I'm just, because my suggestion is the mist, the remake. Ooh. And you're like, Dylan, that's not that gay. No. But then you remember Marsha Gay Harden's entire existence in that movie. No, it's it, gay. It poisons. It's gay. Ma- Marsha Gay Harden needs an Oscar, a second Oscar for the mist. Marsha Gay Harden <laughs> should have won her Oscar for the mist and not for whatever. Best actress. I, they're like, it's, even though it is a supporting role. Do. What did she win for? She won for Pollock, the most boring movie of all time. Um, she should have won for like Mystic River, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, Mystic River was that year. Just give it to her. Uh, but watch it. It's a not very well made movie. I mean, it's fine. It's Frank Darabont. Uh, the CGI like looks the like mist. shit. The Mist is so much fun. The Mist is like patient zero for recoloring your movie in black and white and releasing mm-hmm. it on releasing a special Blu-ray edition and be like, this is how I always intended to do it. And just like, <laughs> this doesn't look, this it looks terrible. This clearly blue, looks like the, you the took a color print. movie and changed it to black and white. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Parasite um, did that and everyone was like, this was completely unnecessary. Unnecessary. The Parasite's so vibrant. Like, I want the colors in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's actually the other movie I was thinking of. I don't know if it's really gay either, but like whatever, it's it follows. Interesting. Why it follows? I mean, it's a movie that's it, kind of it's it? it's it's a movie that's uh, it's about a, an unknowing thing that you can't escape that will infect you, <laughs> no matter how far away you get from it, no matter where you move, it will always be there. And then, yeah, it kind of has a similarly bleak ending. I feel like I have like a really dumb choice, but I can't keep. I can't think of anything else, and I don't know why my brain went to this movie when I thought gay you version got? of the thing. So the it? movie that I'm gonna recommend? Question mark is um, Have you ever seen that movie Blindness? 
Is that Julianne Moore? Julianne Moore does. <laughs> Where I everyone's guess, blind and blindness. she's not, but she has to pretend to be blind. To, like, and she's like, JK, everyone. I'm it's like the I'm inverse, blind. the thing. Because it's like everyone else is afflicted except for her, but she has to pretend to be afflicted. <laughs> and it's really dark and nihilistic and just like, just mm, just fucked up for like no reason and everyone hated it. So it's a good yeah. movie, obviously. For that is reason. that Mark Ruffalo that's also in it? He's all, and Gael Garcia Bernal's in it, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by Fernando Morellas, and it was the movie he did after City of God and um, The Constant Gardener. Oh, he wow. went. You know what? I I'm gonna make that. a post-apocalyptic analogy movie. Why yeah. not? That's wild. That everyone's gonna hate. But I don't know why. I just yeah. can't stop thinking about blindness being my choice. So I'm just gonna <laughs> go with it. Yeah, we're doing great. This is a, this is a real good episode. Uh... Watch the movie. It it'll ruin your night. It's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, I watched it in high school. It's not fun. It's not a fun movie at all. It's fucked up. Kyle, you can totally say no. Did you have anything? Uh, I n- no because I okay. I was not aware of the sequence, but I've been thinking about it since you you two have been pitching, and yeah. I have a couple maybes that might fit okay. for this. We'll, we'll be the judge. Um, so one of them is not. It's it, it, I don't think it would count as a gay version of the thing, but it's it's a gayer version, but uh, with lesbians, and that's the descent. Oh, oh hell yeah! yeah. Yes. The descent, right? Yes, the descent, yes. the descent. Yes. Yeah, I think it's. It. I think it counts as, as. I think it counts, but. I fucking um, love this movie. Yeah, the descent's so an amazing good. movie. It's it's a similar kind of thing. Like you're stuck in an extreme environment, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with something horrible. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much where like the similarities end. I think, yeah. other than it's an all female cast, where yeah. the thing is an all male. I think cast. there's enough similarities that it's a proper gay wreck. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think I'll it would it. fit in in a double feature. It's just kind of one of those like if you asked me to explain why, and it would I would have to like think about it for a while, like why these fit so well together. But yeah, um, the other one I was thinking of is uh, more on the camp uh, spectrum, but uh, bug. Oh my yes, god, yes, Bug. Yes, I watched right? that movie recently for the first time ever with Friend of the Pod Harrison, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. So good. It's yeah. so good, and it's so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it, it's a it was a play first, uh, written Flagged by, by the god Tracy Letts, um, Lady Bird's dad himself. Carrie uh, Coon's husband. Herself. Yeah, Carrie Coon's husband. And and it's an amazing movie incredible performances from yeah. Ashley Judd and um, Michael. Michael Shannon. Michael. It's so good. I can't believe people didn't like it when it came out. What was wrong? I think, it, what? I think it was just an expectation thing because mm. William Friedkin directed it. And so I, I remember when it came out, everybody was like, oh, this amazing horror movie. It's going to be a great horror movie. It is not a horror movie. Mm. Um, you know, it has some like body horror elements to it. But it's it's mostly a, a just a paranoia drama, you know. It's it's like two people in a hotel room. Being um, to that movie, like the last like just twenty minutes, like the final act is like so fucking devastating. I cried. I, I remember. Okay, spoiler alert for Bug. So fast forward for the next like minute. But I remember reading the play in college before they had ever even tried to produce the movie when the play came out and it ends with the, somebody setting themselves on fire. And was I was like, 
how would you do this on stage? I want to see this play so bad. Like I've still never seen a stage production of Bug. I would love. Let's, stage let's oh do it. Let's, let's produce it right now. Let's go. Let's absolutely produce it. We can use our $95. We have an ad money for straight movies. Let's do it. <laughs> so who's Ashley Judd and who's Michael Shannon? It'll be me and you fighting each other until the end of time. To let's do a gay. We should do a gay Bug. <laughs> Um, like my famous tweet that got three likes, more gallons Loki fell off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Loki falling off, I think we're at the end of the episode. Yeah. Let's end it. We're here. Yeah. We Me and Kirk it. have to go hang out now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go watch uh, a movie. I can't wait. Um, oh, that's so cryptic. So cryptic. We don't know. We don't know what the movie we is. We don't know. It's uh, Benedetta. Are you going to it's like movie? a secret screening? No, it's movie club where it's Chris's night. Yeah, tonight. nice. It's gonna be fun. Um, I love not knowing what I'm gonna watch. It's the best. Yeah, it's one I of my favorite feeling. parts about our movie club. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, the best feeling is whenever like you figure it out. Whenever someone is presenting and you're oh, just like, yeah. oh no. Like when I figured out that it was gonna be Oni Baba for Jesse's movie. <laughs> awesome. Iconic. He was oh, like, no, no one's I'm... seen this movie, and I was like, oh, I've seen this movie. And it's <laughs> oh no, I'm, fun. I'm about to be forced to watch Basketball. <laughs> that's when everyone the, yeah that when everyone realized i was making them watch vim vendor's pina <laughs> and every, just fully just like we were all the, like oh thanks dylan <laughs> i am i am in my flop era right now of movie club movies i have not brought a lot of good movies recently uh and i'm not bringing a better one yeah you've been <laughs> talking about wait. movie club a lot less which yep. leads me to believe that you've been flopping <laughs> Look, I thought people would like Pina. I liked Pina. <laughs> I gave it a three and a half. That's like a really good rating for me. Yeah, you're very st- me. I'm like five star, five star. Everything is five stars. You're five star, half star. I'd be honest. <laughs> yeah, I exist on a binary. Um, speaking of existing on a binary, I think I keep doing that today. Uh, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and on Letterboxd where you can read all of my five-star reviews at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. And also, I just wanted to mention that on Letterboxd, I do post my ratings, my personal ratings for all the movies we do for Straight People Movies. So if you're yes. curious on a scale what I think of these movies, you can mm-hmm. find out there. I was thinking what my only five-star movie we've watched is Titanic. <laughs> Titanic is good. Titanic is up there for me. Do you yeah, didn't get five stars on Mad Max Fury Road? Um, I think I, I think I like put it down a little bit. I sickening, know. After a rewatch, sickening. I put it down too. Oh, like, oh, Isn't that crazy? God. I feel like most people are like, oh, it holds up, but I feel like oh, every time I watch it, it's like it's still great, slower. but it's it's yeah. like a little less every time. The further yeah. away you get from the excitement of seeing it in a theater for the first time, I oh, think like nothing matches. that. Yeah, yeah. It was unreal. The energy yeah. in that theater was like fucking insane yeah i agree that's why i've never seen cloverfield what's that oh i said that's why i've never seen cloverfield again oh Oh, yeah no yeah no no need to rewatch that i've done it and it's like yeah whatever this is fine it's mostly just like a lot of tj miller yeah i was gonna say there's more tj miller than you remember (laughs) well because no one knew who he was right and you're just like oh this who's this annoying guy but now it's (laughs) tj miller it's tj miller um, Austin C.J. Miller can be found. <laughs> no, just kidding. We love Kyle. 
uh, Kyle, where can they find you? Uh, in Deadpool three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm at it's Kyle Romero on everything. Uh, but you'll mm-hmm. probably get the most out of following me on Twitter or Instagram. I do not. I have not updated my letterbox in a while. Although this okay. is coming out in October, and so you may that's tends to be when I pick it back up when I start mm-hmm. trying to do my 31 movies yeah. in October. So yeah. follow me there and see if I'm able to accomplish it. And if I'm mm-hmm. able to see anything new or if I just watched the same 31 movies I watched last year, <laughs> I've never been able uh, to complete have... it. It's so sad every year. Oh, last year. I mean, first year in quarantine. God, you watched so like sad. 60. Yeah. I went way oh over. My God, I yeah. wish, I wish I had the time to do that. I hate mm. that. I have yeah. to go somewhere to work. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I was doing a lot of like putting stuff on in the background while I was yeah. working. working. Um, well, speaking of also like horror movies in October that Kyle is part of, do you have any live performances coming out that may or may not pertain to that particular subject? Uh, yes, I do, Dylan. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, no I am in The Final Girl at Fallout Theater. It's an improvised horror movie. Um, we're doing that Saturdays in October at 7 p.m., uh, so please come check that out. We had our preview show last night. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, we Thanks. we would love some uh, COVID safe packed houses. Uh, Hell yeah! For that run. So yeah. nice. And I wasn't asked to do it. Okay. Uh, you did. There was y'all. an audition. You asshole. You I was sign, not given information because I'm not on the... social media. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love being in the middle of this juicy drama. <laughs> fun. Improv sucks. <laughs> I like fully forced Pete to put me in the Pioneers the other day. <laughs> Did I tell you about that? No. I was, I like walked into the rehearsal room. I was like, can I play tonight? And he was like, uh, okay. And I was like, good. And I like, like fully just. <laughs> Such a diva, Dylan. <laughs> but. This is what you get for quitting Facebook, honestly. Like, All the business is done on Facebook. I'm and so it sucks. mad. Yeah. I'm so fucking mad. It sucks. I mean. When you get to my level, you can just show it to people on the shows and do it. Whatever. No, just kidding. I mean. <laughs> but actually, really. that's what you but, want. But that's actually, literally I, what you just described doing. Yeah. I used to do it all the time with Stool Pigeon. It was great. <laughs> I miss it. Um, uh, well, that's enough inside baseball for improv. Um, we'll be back <laughs> with three more. Next week, we're doing the 90s. Whatever. Could what it are be? we going to do? Are we going to talk about Scream? No. Are we going to talk about Candyman? No. Mm. Are we going to talk about Ghost Ship? That's no, that 2000s. was early 2000s. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the 13 Ghosts. It, this uh, is my hot take. The 2000s are the best decade for horror. Ooh. Ooh spicy. That's what I think. That is You'll spicy. see in, in two weeks whenever we do our 2000s episode. Oh, yeah. That one's a doozy. That one's a House of Wax doozy. remake. Yes, yeah, the House of Wax remake. I love that movie. That's gay, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's very, very, very gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, this was fun. I love y'all. Thanks for ha- coming on the show, Kyle. Yeah, well, thank, you, thank Kyle. you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always. Bye. 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 Now came talk. 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 <laughs>